33.3 says he restores my soul. Advent is a season of soul restoration if we will learn to sit silent with the Savior and savor the restoration that the hope of Christmas offers. Join me as we look at Luke 1. Mary, after hearing the words of Gabriel, hurried to see Elizabeth, and when she saw Elizabeth, she saw that indeed what he had told her was true, that a barren woman was miraculously expecting a child, and perhaps the faint rumblings in her own stomach were a reminder too that indeed God had done what he said he would do. Mary came from a people who had not heard from their God in 400 years. And so this tangible proof was a reminder to her that God would be merciful. And she exclaims in Luke chapter 1, 46, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has begun to rejoice in God my Savior. She's honest. Her spirit had not always rejoiced. It had begun. Why? Because he has looked upon the humble state of his servant. You and I can relate to being a humble, stated servant. For from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Why? Because he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. From generation to generation, he is merciful to those who fear him. Mary was seeing evidence of the loving kindness of God. And if you and I take time to examine, we too can see evidence in our lives of the loving kindness of God. Now, when you study this word, loving kindness, translated mercy, Baker's Evangelical Dictionary tells us the experience of God's people is that God's mercy, unlike human mercy, cannot be exhausted. We've known human mercy, you and I. God's mercy is unlike it. 2 Samuel 24 verse 14 says, I am in deep distress, but God's mercy is great. And scripture tells us his mercies are new every morning. And Lamentations 3.22 says, Because of his great mercy, we are not consumed. His mercy never fails. It cannot be depleted or exhausted. But it is also not blind. Unlike human mercy, God's mercy sees our failure, and instead of rejecting us because of our unworthiness, it reaches out and grips us with the worthiness of Christ. Nehemiah 9.17 describes the people of God. It says, They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles that you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and in their rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to their slavery. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore, you did not desert them. They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed. We can relate to that, can't we? Christmas is a chance for us to stop and recount and recollect the miracles of God our Savior. We can feel deserted. Mary and her people certainly may have, perhaps, they would have seen 400 years of silence as a cruel joke. Meanwhile, all the power of heaven was building a lineage 
filled with kings, yes, but also rejects and refugees, prostitutes, and foreigners through which to birth the Messiah, the lineage of our merciful King. Filled with kings, rejects, refugees, prostitutes, and foreigners, the lineage you and I are adopted into. It's full of failures, and this is what God was building over that 400-year silent span. And yet each of these failures were not measured by their pedigree, their careers, their ethnicity, or their status. They were measured by the lavish love their Father poured out on them and were accepted not because of who they were or were not, but because of who made them. This is mercy. When the Creator is holy, the thing created bears a holy value. And this is why James says mercy triumphs over judgment and that the King of Kings and the Most High King would come from a lineage of humanly described failures is heaven's way of saying to us, I don't see the way you see. I don't measure the way you measure. And your worth will never come from what you can do, but from what I will do through Christ. Maybe in your core you feel worthy of judgment. Maybe you know the truth about who you really are. But God's loving kindness knows a greater truth about you. It knows fully who is in you, and you will one day fully be. Many knew that the words of Gabriel proved God was merciful. He had not forgotten. He had seen. He knew many of his people had wandered, had questioned, had doubted, and had quit altogether. And he knew that they would, left on their own, always bend toward themselves. So mercy was his intervention. This was heaven's loving kindness, reaching straight into the bowels of earth's prideful stubbornness and gripping it anyway. His mercy holds tighter than our wandering. His mercy holds tighter than our ignoring him. His mercy holds tighter than our doubting. His mercy holds tighter than our mocking. His mercy holds tighter than our weakness. His mercy holds tighter than our fears. His mercy holds tighter than our shortcomings. Advent gives us this, that we can, with Mary and all who have gone before, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. Hebrews 4, 16. And we do need you and I, don't we? We want to handle things our own. We want to do things the way that we want to. We think we're all good on our own. We often question God's approach. But that fierce self-sufficiency is the thief of hope and the deliverer of despair. And yet, Peter tells us in chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Christ. Mercy is the artery through which hope can flow. Mercy is not just extended to us. It is indwelling us, alive in us. I just made soup this evening and 
I used up some of my dried basil and oregano and my last dried bay leaf. The empty containers went into the garbage. It was used up. Mercy is not the dried leaf of a tree. It is the living and active tree grown from the root of Jesse. Come not just to dwell with us, but to dwell in us. From Emmanuel to the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so when we hear someone in desperation cry, Oh Lord, have mercy. We can reply, He did. He does. Because He is mercy. This is who we worship at Christmas. This is the joy of Advent. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Psalm 103. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 23, 6. At Advent, savor the mercy of your Savior.